Hello friends, welcome to Self Mastery with Ariana. I am Ari, your host. I am so happy that you are joining me today for what is episode 5 of Self Mastery with Ariana. I was having a conversation the other day with my husband's best friend. He, he shared with me that he doesn't meditate because he can't seem to empty his mind. And this is not the first time that I've heard this before. I actually have a few relatives that have expressed that as well, that the reason why they do not meditate is because they don't feel safe completely clearing the mind. So this is apparently a a very common belief, particularly if the individual is very religious because it seems to go against their biblical principles. And so I just want to clear up that misconception a bit um, because that is not the goal of meditating. And it's actually impossible to clear the mind because the mind's job is to think and create thoughts, right? Mindfulness is more about becoming aware of the thoughts running through your mind so that we're not lost in them or overcome by them. And and this is very important because throughout the day, thousands of thoughts are going to cross your mind. And many of these thoughts are benign, they're harmless, but a good number of these thoughts that our mind creates are driven by either fear or insecurity. So when the mind believes these negative thoughts, it works really, really hard to back up those false manufactured stories in our head with facts. And the way our unconscious mind works, it will never prove us a liar. So what that means is if your conscious mind creates a thought that is not beneficial, that doesn't serve you, well, guess what? your unconscious mind goes to work overtime to prove that thought right. And what happens is it starts to create images of this event that you're imagining, or it starts running a movie from the past, maybe an image from a painful experience from your past. And so our unconscious mind then brings that into the present. It tells us, see, see, this is real. I told you so. And we then proceed to project these pretend images or manufactured images into our present and even into our future. And all this does is sabotage ourselves. We we sabotage ourselves left and right with these types of thoughts. And just to give you an example, because believe me, I've been there. I used to have this, this habit of getting all bent out of shape pretty badly whenever my husband was out and forgot to call. And this was when we first got married. We've been married for about 18 years now. So in the beginning of our of our marriage, um, you know, I'm talking about if he went to maybe a friend's house and said he was going to be home by 12, but, you know, three o'clock came and he was still not home and hadn't called. So what would happen is my mind would create this incredible 
blockbuster action movie, y'all. I, I mean, I would call him and of course he wouldn't answer because his phone either died or he didn't have his phone next to him. So I would call about a thousand times. And then I would call our friends. And of course our friends wouldn't answer either. Why would they? They're having a great time, right? So at this point, my mind goes from, oh no, he's stuck on the side of the road and that's why he's not answering. Now, mind you, he's just up the road. He's within walking distance um, or maybe just a few miles away. But in my mind, the picture in my mind has now shifted. It shifted the plot from him being stuck on the side of the road to him now bleeding on the side of the road. And then it progresses to him being dead on the side of the road. I mean, seriously. And I know this sounds freaking ridiculous, but it's all true. It's, it's all a true story, at least in my mind it was. And so now I go from, in this scenario, I go from him being dead to now the sheriff or the police knocking on my door, telling me that something awful happened to my husband. And now I start thinking about how am I going to tell my children that something happened to their father? And I can't even begin to express to you the state of mental and physical agony that I would put myself through. I can't even describe to you what that feels like. My mind telling me, you know, my husband is dead. Um, but I just want to use that as an example to show you where our suffering comes from. We create it in our minds. I did that to myself based on one thought when he didn't answer his phone. And it's pretty ridiculous now, you know, for me to recant this story. But in that moment, my thoughts had me in a state of sheer agony total discomfort and heartache, but it was all totally manufactured by one thought. And so I know that if I experience that and I've had to overcome that, um, I know that you also may have something similar happen. And so I just want you to understand that so that you see that it's not them. It's not other people it's not your partner it's not your kids it's not your boss it's not your co-workers it's you my love it's you creating these thoughts in your mind and so once you realize that you don't have to believe your thoughts you don't have to believe them particularly when they do not serve you then you will set yourself free you will simply be free you will be able to love and live in the moment. And once you realize this, you will see that you have a choice, that if the thought passing through is not a beneficial one, it's not one that is going to promote love and peace in your life, then you have a choice. You have the option to come away from that thought, away from that manufactured alternate world in your mind and and bring your awareness back into your body back into the now back into the what is instead of allowing yourself to get lost in that thought and creating a horrible nightmare that you will now feed off of and project into your present so i want you to understand the difference between your 
unconscious mind and your conscious mind so that you understand what is going on in there. The conscious mind is the part of your mind that is basically responsible for logic and reasoning. So if I asked you, what's one plus one, your conscious mind will formulate a response that will say it's two. Okay. The conscious mind also controls your body. So if you decide to move your hand or leg right now, or grab that cup of coffee next to you, that is being done by your conscious mind. So basically Whenever you are aware of the thing that you are doing, you can be confident that it is your conscious mind controlling you. Now, the conscious mind is also where your beliefs are stored. So if, for example, you believe that eating animal flesh is bad and someone came to you and said something that doesn't match that belief system, then your conscious mind will filter that belief and render an assumption or a judgment based on that. Now, quite the opposite, the unconscious mind is the part of your mind that is basically responsible for all of your involuntary actions. So when you breathe, when you when your heart beats, this is all your unconscious mind. And it's pretty fascinating that the unconscious mind is also where your emotions are stored. So whenever you feel anxiety, that is your unconscious mind. Whenever you feel fear or anger, that is your unconscious mind. So we want to change, um, if we want to change limiting beliefs and achieve personal growth, we really need to understand how both the, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind work together. And I want to delve into this in a future episode because it's such a fascinating subject. But one great example that explains how both can be used together is how we can control our emotions. Since our emotions are triggered by the unconscious mind, it's it's virtually impossible to stop them. But knowing that the conscious mind possesses our thoughts, which are the primary triggers for our emotions, right? Then that means that we can easily control our thoughts and in turn our emotions, which then influence our behavior. So once we are aware how our mind works, the thoughts that we choose, the thoughts that we choose to allow become really a deliberate decision it's really a power-filled one. Your thoughts have the power to create separation and suffering in your life. Separation from yourself, separation from your now, from the future you desire, separation from being able to express love and receive love, separation from those you love, from the world. So, If you can master your thoughts, then in essence, you will be reclaiming your power. Now, just understand how powerful your mind is and how right now, at this very moment, instead of focusing your energy on things that have nothing to do with you, things that maybe you can't even control, behaviors in others that you have no business trying to control, 
you could be using that energy to create the life that you desire, the life that you want, the life that you dream about. When you choose to live in the world that is created by your thoughts, this manufactured pretend world, you are very judgmental and you create assumptions and you create fear in your life and all of this feeds your ego and your ego loves it. It loves it because you now make this part of your story. It becomes part of your identity. And as a result, you choose to live your life in victimhood. Does that sound familiar? Which, by the way, completely strips you of your power to be a sovereign and self-actualized human being. Because you see, you can't have both. You can't behave like a victim and then say that you want your power, that you want to be empowered. You have to choose one or the other. So the next time you're faced with a situation where you find yourself creating a thought that does not serve you, and you will know when that's happening because you can feel it in your body your body your your physiology changes when you react to a thought i want you to slow yourself down i want you to slow yourself down as soon as you feel the emotion taken over notice it and and just reaffirm it tell yourself okay it's just a thought it's not real i don't have to react and again this is a daily practice. This is not something that's going to shift overnight. Some days you might actually feel like you have to do this a thousand times because people are just pushing your buttons left and right. And you know what? That's okay. That is totally okay. Just approach it with compassion and kindness for yourself. Don't beat yourself up for having the thought. Don't feel guilt or shame. Just total acceptance and bring yourself back to the present moment. And if you are tired of suffering and you're tired, truly tired of being a victim and thinking that life and all this stuff is just happening to you, that life is happening to you, this practice, if you soften yourself and allow yourself to be vulnerable enough and open enough, can truly shift things for you. Once you're able to master your emotions, you can master anything else that may be going on in your world. And once you master this, you're going to realize that there are no physical problems, only mental ones. I want you to feel free to reach out to me if you need personal support. I am here for you. The world needs more emotionally intelligent human beings. So I hope that you consider the words that I've just shared and continue to be committed to your personal growth. I love you.